BYU can win it. Hardnett inside, goes high up, misses. Stelius has got it, throws it up and in! They're going to check it. Initially, they're saying it was after the buzzer. That close. Next on BYU Sports Nation, a one-point loss at Pacific. Progress and preparing for the future. What do we expect now from BYU basketball? Radio analyst Mark Durant discusses that and whether Elijah Bryant should be taking final shots for BYU. Plus another freshman All-American and big deal, no deal. A non-Power 5 national champion in college football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Back to work on a Monday. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. January 8th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with everyone's favorite Georgia peach, Jerem Jordan. I'm not excited about the national championship game tonight. I'm really not. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, then absolutely. Every second. Why watch it if you're not excited? Because I am a sports fan and I want to watch it. it doesn't, I don't have to be excited to consume it. I wasn't excited to watch Titans Chiefs, but I watched that whole game. You can't get excited about Alabama potentially losing? I just don't think they're going to lose. <laughs> I'm just so bored with Alabama. I, like Greatness is awesome, right? Uh, they're a tremendous program, but there's something about the way they've done it that's become annoying. I don't know. But Alabama doesn't deserve to be in the college football playoff when they win tonight. Uh, yes, they do. Good. <laughs> Ohio State should have been there. Wow. Yeah. Stop it. Fun, fun times. Stop it. You know what's funny about that whole argument? Ohio State was that team three years ago yeah. that didn't deserve to be in and then went on to win the national championship, and now their fans are saying, hey, hey, hey Alabama doesn't deserve to be there. Fan voice is my favorite. Can't have it both ways, man. Can't have it both ways. Who you got, Georgia or Bama? Jerem's not excited about it, but we're all still going to watch the game, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball loses at Pacific on Saturday, 67-66. Elijah Bryant led all scores with 29 points, but did not take the final shot. Yoli Childs at 13. The Cougars dropped 2-2 two two in conference play. They will host Pepperdine on Thursday. Head coach Dave Rose understandably frustrated with how his team has closed out games in the two WCC losses. I mean, it's just really disappointing. It's disappointing, similar to the, the, the game last week, where we have a lead late in the half, and we just need to make a couple stops, and we just need to you know, kind of score the ball, and we can't get stops, and then we come up empty. and So, uh, <laughs> kind of like we... We've invented the formula for, the, for this team not to win games, and we've we, we got to find a way to uh, become way better at uh, executing down the stretch and win a close one. All right. I mean, it's that close to BYU being 4-0 in conference play, but now they are 2-2. Two and two. You close out games, it's a different tune, right? I think BYU needs to figure out how to get Elijah Bryant to shoot the last shot. I like the decisions that were made given the circumstances, okay? But Elijah Bryant has 29 points in the game. He's the best player on the floor. He needs to be able to shoot that. He got open too late. 
I would like Elijah Bryant to be able to bring the ball up the court there after that missed free throw. I would like Elijah Bryant to go up at the rim against St. Mary's. And then, like you said, maybe you were talking about 4-0 BYU and the rhetoric's a little different. Instead, BYU's lost back-to-back Saturday games. Goes, what, 11-2 and in non-con and then 2-2 and in the next four. We will discuss progress, uh, how you measure it, with BYU hoops coming up in just a bit. The Football Writers Association of America has named tight end Matt Bushman a first-team freshman All-American. Bushman finished the season with 49 catches, 520 yards, and three touchdowns. A bright light in an otherwise dark season, Spencer. America's number one special team superstar, Taysom Hill, recorded two tackles for the New Orleans Saints in a playoff victory over the Carolina Panthers. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles for the Chiefs in what everybody thought was going to be a win, finally at home for the Chiefs. But they did what Kansas City does, and that is lose home playoff games. Oh, Marcus Mariota. To the Titans. He threw and caught a (laughs) touchdown pass in the same play. It's amazing. (laughs) I feel bad for Shep, man. He's a big Chiefs I really do. I feel bad for Daniel Sorensen as well. But, hey, Taysom Hill moving on. Daniel Sorensen, good season. We'll try again next year. Men's volleyball split the weekend with the loss Friday night to 13th-ranked Loyola Chicago in five sets on Friday night. BYU bounced back Saturday, beat 6th-ranked Lewis in four sets. Freshman Gabby Garcia-Fernandez from Puerto Rico, the new opposite replacing Ben Patch and Tim Daubert. 35 kills, two aces in eight sets. BYU splits. They uh, go to Ball State and at Ohio State. Great memories there this week. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez came to bring the rain. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Defining progress. BYU loses at Pacific the first bad loss of the season. The first non-St. Zaga loss of the season. The Cougars are now two games back of the leaders in the WCC. Four games into conference play. So what now? Has BYU really gotten better you tell us and answer today's Twitter question. How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball? It's a simple question. Hakuna Matata. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Grizzfather. Two ways. One, consistent uh, defensive effort and flow play within the offense. Two, not losing the games we should win. So far this season we have seen improvements in one, but not two. Now, one is hard to quantify. A, a good good uh, follow-up to things is something that's... You can you can uh, quantify it. I don't know how to quantify one. I know how to quantify wins and losses. Okay. Okay. But do you see improvement from BYU according to the things that you can quantify? On a micro version, yes. On a macro version, no. I tend to look at things in the macro, which is zoom out. Look, okay. Is BYU improving from in conference play versus non-conference? No. BYU is getting worse because they've gone two and two. Should have beaten St. Mary's at home. Should have beaten Pacific on the road. BYU should be 4-0. At worst, 3-1. BYU lost another non-St. Zaga. Last week, we talked about non-St. Zaga thrice on this program. And the first L comes in the second weekend, which is a bummer. We've talked about this number, and don't forget it. 2.8. 2.8 losses per year to non-St. Mary's Gonzaga. St. Zaga. So why Jeez. the shock? Why the shock? Because BYU has... Pride. Basketball pride. BYU feels like it should beat these teams. And BYU should. This just in. Breaking. BYU should beat these teams on the road. 
Yeah, this is consistently a thing. BYU's losing to teams that are 200-ish plus. It's simple, Jerem. Just avoid teams that start with the letter P. Apparently. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has at least one loss to three WCC P teams, that is Pacific Pepperdine and Portland, in each of the last five seasons. <laughs> Those teams stink, and BYU keeps losing to them. <laughs> BYU's got some work to do. Now, obviously. once upon a time, Pepperdine was kind of like San Francisco, right? Around the 100 RPI mark, like, they had winning records. But they still hurt, right? They still hurt because yeah. they're not St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Well, like, are you an NCAA tournament team or not? NCAA tournament teams don't lose 2.8 of these a year. You know what I mean? Like, there have been years where BYU's been able to make up for it. Guess what? Those are called miracles in the form what? of winning at Why Gonzaga. Why is it a miracle if they've been able to do it three times so in you, the West Coast Conference? Well, Pepperdine has miracles, too, against BYU at home. If the, yeah. Is it, is it a day of miracles? Yes, Moroni. They, they average 2.8 losses to non-St. Zaga teams, but three years they've been able to get into the NCAA tournament out of the WCC with that number? It's, it's, yeah. Is you, it a miracle? Or is it just a I, trend? I believe in miracles. <laughs> I just believe of more of them off the court than on. Oh, man. It stinks, man. How it do you... stinks losing the Pacific. So on a micro scale, you think BYU has gotten better? Well, they're playing better defense. They're valuing possession. But on a macro, no. Because guess what? What's the point of the game? Wins and losses. And guess what? BYU's 2-2 two two through two weeks. That is not what they want. Okay, so you are, you are focusing in specifically on... Wins and losses in the West Coast Conference. Wins and losses in the West Coast Conference. The expectation for this team preseason was, I don't know. I I don't know. I said a couple weeks ago, I thought this team would be building towards the NCAA tournament, that this wouldn't be the year that next year would be when they get in. Why does one loss to Pacific stop from building towards the NCAA tournament? Because BYU is doing the same thing they've been doing, which is losing. But that's so reactionary. It's one loss. Is it one loss? Can we wait it's for the other 1.8 non-St. Zaga losses before we say that this team is what they have been? What is No, because the greatest indicator of the future is the past. And what has BYU done every year? 2.8. And then they lose at home to St. Mary's. They lose at Pacific. It, we're four games in. They have two losses, it's bro. So what have re- they answered me this? It's so reactionary, though. It should be. They just lost to Pacific. What has BYU done to tell you otherwise? Uh, how about the win-loss column? They're 13 and 4. They were 7 and 4 last year. And don't tell me that the schedule was tougher last year than it is this year. Like the strength of schedule is right on par with what it was last year. BYU has 13 wins by the time they got their fourth loss, whereas last year they had seven wins when they had four losses. Wins, losses, improvement, right? BYU's 2 and 2 in league, and you're telling me they're improved. Oh, yes, I'm telling you they're improved. Do you remember what happened at St. Mary's at home last year, Jerem? BYU got crushed. BYU was 3-1 and one in league last year at this point. They hadn't played the teams that they had played this year. They played at, and they weren't on the road. Okay? They weren't on the road. You keep playing the moral victory card. Well, BYU lost by less. Losers, losers discuss margins of why, loss. Why are we winners running away? Discuss wins. Really? You, okay, so losing by 30 at home to St. Mary's is it's so it's not hardly at all different than losing... Close to St. Mary's at home, you have a game-winning potential shot. If, if that BYU, shot goes in, how much different is your tune? 
Do you think Matt Ryan and the Falcons are like, man, we were close? Yes, no, I they do. Lost the game. I do think they were that's like what that. Matters. I do think they were like that. That's why everyone's pointing the at the offensive coordinator and saying, Kyle Shanahan, what the heck were you doing? We had the game won. That's why those fans are pointing at him. Okay. Losers discuss margin of loss. <laughs> Winners do not discuss margin of loss. The the question Alabama is Alabama last year to Clemson. Well, we were really close at the end of Clemson. It's the no, question. The question the is improvement. Has BYU improved? And, and you say wins losses are the greatest indicator. I just gave you the hard facts. Why are you after Pacific being like everything's cool? Like that's the vibe I'm getting from you. BYU's two and two in league. Yes, because the if been they close. win, what if Zach Sellers just shot counts? Everything's fine, right? What if everything's fine, fine, right? What if? What if a volcano? You're telling okay, so you're telling me two if? possessions. You're telling me two possessions. Yes, that Elijah Bryant should shoot. Are the difference between BYU can win the West Coast Conference and well, they haven't improved. BYU's two Come games, on. BYU's two games back, bro, already. Come like, on. Two possessions between they win the West Coast Conference and they haven't gotten any better. Two possessions? You're telling me it's, it's that? Not, it's, it's not two that possessions. slim of a margin? It's two losses. Oh, good It's grace. two losses, dude. We're running, people are running right away at the first sign of real distress. This is the same type of knee-jerk reaction. I'm not running away. I'm assessing This what is the I same see. type of reaction as, Taysom Hill can't cut it anymore. It's not the same. Put in Tanner Mangum. Put in Tanner Mangum. In that offense, he wasn't. Oh, he was please. Restricted. Please. Come on. It's the same type of knee-jerk reaction. How do we feel about that now? What, what has BYU done in conference play in these four games that makes you feel like they're going to do anything? Uh, they had a but, game-winning shot against the best team sentence. in the conference. But they didn't make it, and then they so got what? outscored by 10 on their home court in OT. Listen. Do you feel like BYU can ta- win in Moraga? There's still time for BYU to fix things, but... They're pacing, like I said last Monday, for the same kind of year. Third place, NIT. And in that would not be improvement. Unless BYU finishes higher than third or gets to the NCAA tournament, it's a very similar uh, approach to last year. Third in the league, NIT. BYU wants to be top two in the league in the NCAA tournament. I'll give you the validation that in West Coast Conference play, yes, two and two looks a lot like what they did last year. But overall... Wins, losses, BYU is a better basketball team than they were last year. Yes, but they're pacing at this rate for third and NIT again. So I'm not going to be like, yes, they're much improved and everything's awesome. No, they just lost to Pacific. They, they lost at home to St. Mary's in a game where they were up six with four minutes to go. Those should be wins. This team's got to figure out how to beat non-St. Zaga. They're going to have to get two of three against uh, St. Or they're going to have to get two wins somewhere. Against St. Zaga. Great. Totally possible. And I, they need to figure out how to do that. Totally probable. I feel way better about that happening than I, I did last year. Pro- I don't know about probable. That's the hope in you coming out. Two wins out of five games against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Because likely yeah. they're going to get a fifth game so with the West Coast. You've never beaten them in Vegas. Uh, Gonzaga plays well in Provo against BYU. BYU in Moraga has won once, maybe twice, once. Okay, even if it's twice, it's two and four. Okay, that BYU like really got to bring it. Better because of the way they play basketball, though. Yes, but it doesn't mean I'm confident they'll win. But but we like chances yeah. way better. How that's, do you that's measure? That's the hope. That's the hope leaking out, right? As opposed to what's actually happening. You didn't what do you beat them. Actually, have thirty you didn't point beat losses are very different than having a game winning shot against St. Mary's. Moral victory again. Like, yes, BYU will be more competitive, but will they win? So if BYU loses by one at Mar- in Moraga, you'll be like, 
Yay, moral victory. We were close. They're a better team. And the question is, have they improved? Have they improved? That's the Win, question Wins today. and losses, bro. Wins and losses. Up next, ponderize this. Former basketballer and BYU Radio Hoops analyst Mark Durant joins us. How does he measure BYU Hoops improvement? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast nationally on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is happening right now on Twitter and obviously in Studio B. Energy is high. Follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. There's tomorrow at 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio with host Greg Rubel. Tomorrow's guest is none other than BYU's The Weekend, Elijah Bryant, who in my opinion should be taking final shots for BYU. I understand the decisions that were made in the St. Mary's Pacific game, but Elijah Bryant's got to be taking those shots. He had the ball in his hands against St. Mary's and opted to pass the ball. Yeah, and that, Is that anybody's fault but Elijah's? No, uh, no, and and you know what? A good look from Zach Selyus typically is something that you want, which I am fine with this, in his favorite spot this, on the floor. This season, Zach Selyus has not been the same shooter, and that's been tough. I, I hope that Zach Selyus and TJ Haas can elevate their play a little bit. Our Twitter question today: How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball at Cosmo underscore Duh underscore Cougar? Much like target shooting, when you get to the end, you take a look at what you did and say, "Dang, that's only kind of working, isn't it?" Well, it's January eighth. Can we wait until the end of the target practice in March and see what happened? Then we will ultimately know, right, if right. BYU improved. Right, but why do we have an hour-long show every day if that's the case? we got to discuss So that, that we can argue like we did in the opening segment. That's exactly why. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is superstar lawyer, cool guy overall, BYU basketball alumnus and radio analyst Mark Durant. Mark, nice to have you back on the program. How was the trip to the Bay Area? Well, I wish uh, I could have you just walk around with me and in- introduce me to everyone I met like that. That was pretty nice. <laughs> um, you know, it's always uh, always a fun trip to Stockton. Uh, and Is that uh, nobody. And this one was was no no different. No, dis- oh. it was uh, it, it it was not. You know, I get to go and and lay around and sleep in and watch basketball and hang out with Greg Rubel and Kyle Chilton. So that's a pretty good life. It is a good life. You're focusing in on the positives, and I appreciate that, Mark. <laughs> let's, speaking of negatives, let's talk about the game itself. Yeah. What, where, do you, where do you start to look at why BYU lost this game? Well, you know, I went to the shoot-around, like I said, and uh, I was so impressed with how hard they were going and how – you know, lasered in with the coach and working on the, you know, the things that Pacific likes to do. And uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a better shoot-around, and yet you come out and uh, the first half just its really weird. I mean, as a player, you, you're really trying to get up for every game, and it just happens. You just come out in some games, you just, just there's just a, a, a malaise that sits on your team and you're trying to get out of it, but it's just not working. And then you got a Pacific team that – you know, they know that they probably not going to beat St. Mary's or Gonzaga, but I think they probably think, well, we've got a chance at BYU, so let's really get after it. We haven't had a good season, but this could be a big win for us. We're at home, and uh, and they just took it to BYU, just really physical, and put it on the floor and went hard to the hoop and crashed the boards. And, 
Yeah, I don't care who you're playing. If you're not ready to match that intensity, it's going to be a struggle. And I think so BYU uh, had a kind of laid an egg in that first half, and they played better in the second half. But listen, when you let a team like that in the game, think that they can play with you, give them confidence, and uh, they start to feel really good, and yeah, this is the one, we're going to beat these guys and give them a lot of energy. And even though BYU played better in the second half, when you get – down to the last couple minutes, and it's a tight game. I have seen guys some crazy stuff go down the last couple minutes. Crazy shots that are made, and uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It, once you're in that type of game, anything can happen. Even uh, even Spencer could get out there and make a crazy shot and win a game for oh, a team. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of crazy level I'm talking about. So. Uh, you know, Pacific made some shots that they shouldn't have made. They're kind of falling backwards and throw it up over their head, and it goes in. But that's that's the kind of crazy stuff that happens now. If you're up 10 or 15 like you should be, that's really cute. Oh, he made a crazy shot. That's funny. Uh, but when it's tied and they make that shot, you're just like, oh, man, this is, this is killing me. And you just leave yourself up to the fates at that point because uh, shots go in that maybe shouldn't go in, and your shots don't go in. And but but when you've put yourself in that situation, uh, then you just kind of have to hope it goes your way. And it it, it didn't go BYU's way against the Pacific, and uh, that was a tough one to swallow. It really was. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing BYU Pacific and what's next for the Cougars after a tune-to start in West Coast Conference play. We have been discussing very energetically animated <laughs> improvement of BYU basketball and how you measure that. Mark, how do you measure improvement for BYU basketball from last season to this? Well, uh, you know, it was a Supreme Court justice in an obscenity case asking how he determined what obscene was. He says, I know it when I see it. And I, I just I don't know that I can point to any numbers specifically that would show, hey, this team's better than past year's teams. But I, I can see it. Uh, and part of that, I think, is my basketball history. I mean, I come from uh, growing up in systems that uh, you, where you valued the basketball, you played hard defense, you know, rebounded, uh, tried to get good shots, very disciplined, execute well. I, I think BYU is certainly in those areas is better. Some would say, well, you know, that's not basketball nowadays. Basketball's more let's you know run and gun and throw it up and do and do other things and they may have a valid point. But I I just think for BYU to be successful, they need to play a certain way. Um, and and I think they're going back to doing that and playing the right way. And I know it's listen. I'm extremely frustrated because I feel like I'm watching this team that I think is better. And I like what I'm seeing, and yet we seem to be in the same spot we've been in the last few years, looking up at St. Mary's and Gonzaga, losing games you shouldn't on the road. You're thinking, oh, really, is this happening again? And that's part of my frustration is I think this team is different. I think they are better. And to be in that same situation is frustrating. But with that said, I mean, Celius <laughs> makes that shot. Jasheer makes that shot. And we're talking this – you know, double-figure win streak, eight, nine in a row on the road. You're probably getting votes. You're at the top of the conference. Everyone's feeling awesome. But that's just the way it goes. I mean, basketball is a fickle mistress. 
And sometimes that's the way it goes, sometimes it doesn't. But it's certainly frustrating when I think this is a much better team. The way I see it, they're a better team. And yet they're kind of back in that same spot, at least for now. That's a frustration for me, Mark, too, because I do see improvement on the defensive end. I do see BYU valuing possession. But BYU needs to validate the difference, the improvement, with wins. And if you keep losing to St. Mary's and you keep losing to non-St. Zaga, as we call them, teams, then it mattereth not. You finish in third, you go to the NIT, and you say, look, we're in the same place. So do you see this team validating the improvement in the league this year somehow? Well, I, I certainly don't disagree with you, Jerem. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter how <laughs> the way you lose, if you're losing, uh, I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, and I don't know. My hope is that they can validate it this year. But but listen, it's not like they're not taking steps. I mean, they've been getting drilled from Saint Mary for Saint Mary's the last couple of years, and they have have a chance to win. They they you know dominate that game a lot of the game. They let it slip away at the end. Have a chance to win. They don't get it. So that's that's just depressing because you lost to Saint Mary's again. But it's a totally different loss in my view. And some people might disagree with me there, but. But are you telling me that uh, with BYU's basically the exact same team coming back next year with some really nice improvements, and St. Mary's is losing Landale and Nar and and a couple other guys? Hermanson. Yeah, I mean, you don't think BYU is going to be better positioned next year to to win that game? So I don't know if it happens this year. I don't know if it's going to be completely validated this year. But I think they're on the right path and. And I might certainly I hope they do it this year, but I certainly would hope they validate this improvement the next couple of years. And if they don't, then then it's then it really is a problem. But I'm going to try and be a little bit patient with the with this team and, and the progress. I know that's hard. It's hard for fans. It's hard for me. It's hard for players. But but maybe we just need to be a little patient because we are seeing improvement, but we're just not quite there yet. What has to change for BYU to win? close games against St. Mary's and not lose these games like they did on Saturday against Pacific? Yeah, well, a little more consistency in the effort, like I talked about. I mean, that's why they put themselves in a hole there at Pacific. But I, but more specifically to your question, I mean, they, they need another shooter. Um, my formula for success for any team is uh, three consistent scores is going to get you 10 to 20 points a game. And, uh, Yoli and Elijah have been doing that. TJ has not been doing that. So the question is, can TJ come out of the funk? Uh, do you, uh, can Zach Selyus step in and, and come out of his funk? Do you need to go to the bench a little bit more with like a Ryland Bergerson, who I, I like? And uh, But the, the fact is, if it's if it's just going to be on the shoulders of, of Yoli and, and Elijah, it's it's hard for two guys to do that every night. Uh, so they just need another guy to step up and be a consistent scorer. And um, I'm frustrated with TJ. I know he's frustrated. Uh, part of the frustration is because we know how good he is. When we saw it last year, he's an all-conference type player. He picked to be first-team all-conference. So it's not like we're having expectations for TJ that are super unrealistic. I mean, he's done it before. And but I mean, unless they get somebody to step up in that consistent scoring role and have a real threat from the three-point line, it's going to be hard. You're going to have close games, and when you have close games, you're going to lose some of them. So, how much difference would there be for this BYU basketball team if Dalton Nixon were healthy and playing? 
Would they have won either of the games they had lost in conference? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, what Dalton does give you is uh, is the kind of physical, aggressive type, you know, really good rebounder, attacker, and I think that could have helped them against the Pacific, uh, certainly. But I think, you know, Peyton came in, played well uh, against St. Mary's, and Luke Worthington had a nice game against uh, Pacific. But it would certainly give you more depth, more options. Uh, and you talk about a team like Pacific who doesn't shoot a lot of threes, just puts it on the floor and then goes and throws up a shot and then crashes the boards. Having someone like Dalton certainly could have helped. And maybe, I mean, we're only talking about a point or two. Can Dalton make a difference of a point or two? Absolutely. So it, it certainly hurts. And any time you lose, a, a you know, kind of a – Universal, you know, what do they call the baseball guys that can play any uh, any position? Five tool players. Yeah, five tool players. He's that type of guy. So, if if your trouble is bench scoring, if your trouble is is uh, you know not having enough depth, if you if you lose a guy like Dalton, that that can certainly affect what you're trying to do. Mark, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. We know you have important lawyer things to do. We're just glad you made it back from Stockton, okay, and uh, ready to go again. <laughs> Guys, it's always a pleasure. You're the best. (laughs) Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yeah, he's right on uh, T.J. Haas and Zach Sellers. These are good players that are shooting in the low 30s. When last year T.J. Haas was a 40% three-point shooter, two seasons ago Zach Sellers was a 50% three-point shooter. A little more from them, I think, changes a couple of results for BYU. Hey, coming up, is Matt Bushman being a freshman All-American a big deal? And more of your Twitter responses. How are you measuring improvement for BYU basketball? Opinions all over the map. We'll read some of them next. Welcome back on a Monday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. You're on demand anytime, anywhere. Sometimes you're in front of a mic. Sometimes you're behind it. And there's a show for this with Greg Rubel. Wednesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Catch Behind the Mic with G-Dub. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball losing at Pacific on Saturday by one stinking point. 67-66. Elijah Bryant had 29 points. Yoli Childs added 13. Which was Cougars. 31. Now 2-2 two and two in conference play. They'll host Pepperdine on Thursday. Uh, we also have a bit of breaking news in terms of West Coast Conference basketball. Leah Nawahine is the WCC Player of the Week that uh, just happened. She had uh, back-to-back career highs, I believe, what, 25 and 29 or something? 25-23, so, so, so combined 48 yeah. points in two. 48 points in two games. Big home wins. Yeah. And two wins, so very nice for women's hoops. And uh, Malia Nawahine, the Utah transfer. And if you're up at Utah, just make sure you're not screaming behind a press conference, okay? They might hear you. Duly noted. <laughs> as happened last night. Hey, the Football Writers Association of America has named tight end Matt Bushman a first-team freshman All-American. Bushman finished the season with 49 catches, 520 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. America's number one special team superstar is Taysom Hill. Did you know that? I, I did know that. He had two tackles for the New Orleans Saints in a playoff victory over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, someone tweeted out, uh, the new owner of the Panthers is the Saints. Daniel Sorensen, by the way, had three tackles for the Chiefs in the loss to the Titans. <laughs> Another Kansas City Chiefs 
Playoff home loss. loss. They've lost six that's straight just, home playoff games. That just stinks. That's crazy. Damn. We were joking this morning. Uh, yeah. Um, we know that we earned the home playoff game. Can we go ahead and just play it at your place? Kansas, yeah, Kansas City's like, can we just play on the road? We just played it at your place. We're going to try something different. Oh, man. Oh, man. Men's volleyball split the weekend with a loss to 13th-ranked Loyola Chicago in five sets Friday night and a win against 6th-ranked Lewis in four sets. Freshman Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had 35 kills and two aces in eight sets. Welcome to BYU Volleyball. Yeah, BYU learned some things this weekend. And last year, by the way, BYU lost only five matches. The first one was to Loyola, still got to the national championship match. And they're going to do it again this year, right? We'll see. It's a younger group <laughs> on the pins. Yeah. I, I think there's some real talent there, and uh, hopefully between now and May they learn some stuff. Yeah, hopefully between now and March, BYU basketball learns a few more things and continue what we hope is a trend of improvement. How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball? Now, I agree with you that BYU has improved. I just want to see it in the win-loss column. That's, that's where my frustration is. Specifically in the West Coast Conference, right? Yeah, because the non-con was we, fantastic. We saw improvement in the win-loss column. 11-2 was, was dynamite. I love it. So... I, I agree with you that BYU has improved, but I don't feel good about that improvement unless it actually happens in league. Because like I've said, if, you, if BYU finishes in third and goes to the NIT, did they actually really improve all that much? Probably not, right? We need BYU to validate its improvement in league with big wins, with getting to the NCAA tournament again, whether that's this year or next year, uh, a different seating challenge, St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I still think it's Gonzaga's league. Steve Cleveland said one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. He said, imagine that Gonzaga is Kansas. So I, I look in the league, and I see Kansas, and I go, all right, plan for second. St. Mary's is the second-best team in this league. BYU's trying to challenge that. If BYU can get to second, that would be an improvement, right? And maybe that's next year, like Mark Durant said, because they lose a lot of big guns, and BYU, in theory, returns all the big guns. In fact, BYU, in theory, returns the whole roster. That never happens, but in theory. See, what's tough about this, I feel like Gonzaga and St. Mary's are so close that they are 1A and 1B, mm. and that leaves BYU in third again, right? Yeah. The we're composite, talking about, the we're com- talking about a couple of teams that very well could be single-digit seeds. Like, the West Coast Conference could be a two-bid league with two single-digit yeah. seeds like they were last year. Yeah, it is definitely – okay, here's what we've learned so far, by the way. It is not a three-bid league because BYU is not an NCAA tournament. Unless, at the moment. unless at the Gonzaga moment. and St. Mary's – both go sixteen and two or seventeen and one in conference play. They're both ranked, and another team like BYU or San yeah. Diego wins. the I'm tournament. not projecting. I'm saying at the moment, right now, it is not a three bid league. Clearly, yeah. Cle- yeah. like you can't argue with a three bid league right now. No, BYU's got to up its game. How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Melman Mark, I don't know, but I know this. Failure to make the tourney will result in a hardy Spencer Linton versus Jaron Jordan jousting match that will last until exactly the beginning of next season and beyond, perhaps. Tell me, Spencer, if you thought before the year, okay, this is an NCAA tournament year for BYU. No. I did not expect that either. To me, this is a building year. New associate head coach, Heath Troyer, is putting in new schemes. We're see- like you said, we're seeing the improvement. BYU's playing better ball. I just need to see it validated in the win-loss column. If that's not this year, I'm really hoping it's next year. Like, my expectation is next, next year, higher than this year. Go back to our preseason show that we did for BYU basketball, right? We both had BYU losing seven games in the regular season. And that is pretty generous. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, they are right on par with where I thought they would be. So that's why it's hard for me to like understand just like this. Hey, what's going on? This is ridiculous. No, no, this this has happened before. Spencer, this, is, this is what I expected. I feel like you need to open your eyes to something. When BYU loses a non-Saint Zaga game, there's always going to be an annoyance. I know, and it feels like you're not yet, acknowledging that yet. Yet our fans agreed with us. Yeah, BYU's probably going to lose three of those games. Yet every time it happens, we well, act like it's such a shock, <laughs> even though they said we expect this. I don't know if it's as much a shock as an annoyance. Although you're right. Should we expect BYU to lose these games? Listen, there's a certain amount of pride associated with being BYU. You, you have think? the 64th, the 63,000-seat stadium, Lavelle. You have a 19,000-seat arena. For some reason, BYU's uh, culture and expectation is tied to the size of its arenas. When it should be tied to the amount of wins and what you actually <laughs> do on the court. Like, like BYU football is defined by... The preseason schedule. Not whether you win or lose. No, 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 no. It should be wins and losses. That's just what should define you. At Dan underscore Smith for BYU. I thought there was improvement, but BYU still loses to these horrible teams every year. Is Pacific a horrible team? Yeah, they're 199 in my composite, bro. Is that bro. A horrible? Horrible is like 340. Oh, come on. 200 plus. Coming up in big deal, no deal. Is it a big deal? BYU's 2-2 two two after two weekends in WCC Club. And what if I told you there was a non-Power 5 national champion in college football? What? I don't believe it. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU basketball Dave Rose here is tomorrow night at 8 Eastern time with host Greg Rubel as we break down the games last week and the upcoming games this week. Pepperdine at home at Santa Clara, by the way. 8 Eastern time, the player guest is your boy, Elijah Bryant. Just got these tweets in, Jerem, at mm. Swish Parker 5. Yeah. Spencer makes me want to punch a hole in the wall and, and or take candy from a baby. Wow, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty that's emotional. A, that's a strong emotion. <laughs> wow. well, that's, that's a rule your life like I'm that. I'm gathering he agrees with you, Jerem. <laughs> it's better than punch a person, right? <laughs> I had a roommate. Oh, By the way, my I had goodness. a roommate who punched a hole in our apartment wall at, uh, what is it, the Elms? Nice. Rick Oven. Uh, because the Braves, nice. he was a fan of the Braves, they lost a regular season game. He punched a hole in the wall. Oh, Charles. Wow. That was such a mistake. You need to calm down. There are 162 regular season baseball he games. punched a hole in the wall for a regular season baseball like, game. Like, okay, game seven of the NLCS and you lose? Maybe. Wow. But really? Wow. How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball? <laughs> Send in your tweets, hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Uh, hopefully most of your responses are not of the caliber that you want to take candy from a baby and punch a hole in the wall. They are what they are. (laughs) You're right. They are what they are. And no punching babies, okay? Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one. Hey, hey, to that guy on Twitter, I just want to say you only have to listen to him for one hour. We have to work with them all day. Wow. Well, it's five hours a week, but yeah. Uh, that's true. Well, one hour a day. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. Number one, only two BYU players scoring in double digits at Pacific. It was a uh, big deal because maybe if you get a third, you win, and you win more handily. Uh, this, is, this is a direct spotlight, maybe with the Batman 
you know, spotlight on TJ Haas. TJ Haas is an all-conference guard. I think he needs to play better. He needs to shoot the ball better. This offense has has restricted in some way, for some reason, TJ Haas and Zach Selyus. I hope that uh, the coaches and players can figure out how to use their skills in a better way. Yes, it's a big deal because clearly if BYU had three players reach double figures against Pacific, they win that game probably by at least eight. Yes, it's or, a big or deal. If, or if Elijah Bryant has 31 instead of 29. It's a big deal <laughs> because BYU lost the game to Pacific. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Being two and two, four games into conference play. Here we go again. I go big deal. Now, I, did I expect BYU to lose to St. Mary's this year? Yes. Did I expect BYU to lose a non-St. Zaga or two this year? Yes. It's that they came on the first two weekends. That's what bothers me. Now BYU's two games back. The climb is real. It's a big deal. Would you rather lose early or late? I'd rather not lose. I know you don't want to lose at all, but for me... People are making way too big of a deal out of the fact that BYU has lost two games when it came down to essentially two possessions. Okay, I know. Losing sucks. I know. 100%. But it's four games in. It's January 8th. BYU still has five of six remaining against San Diego, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's. They can earn their way back into better ground. No one will care anything about the loss to Pacific. If BYU is beating teams like Gonzaga in Provo and they can sweep San Diego, nobody's going to care about the loss to Pacific because it happened on January 8th. It's true. It just feels like this is trending towards something worse than that. Well, let's hope that it's not. Let's hope that it's not. So, yeah, losing to Pacific, not good. But it's January 8th. So it's not that big of a deal because BYU still has plenty of opportunity ahead. Whereas if they lost to Pacific in mid-February, yikes! Now that now we're talking about a resume killer if you lose in mid-February That's to no, a team like Pacific. Well, Pepperdine's scheduled in mid-February, so don't look, don't look now. Now, if BYU loses <laughs> to Pepperdine in mid-February, that would be a horrible loss. That'd be the, that would be a horrible be loss. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Matt Bushman being named a first-team freshman All-American by the FWAA. That's the Football Writers Association of America. This is a big deal. It's uh, it's always good to have All-Americans. Freshman All-American, Matt Bushman. He initially wasn't expected to do a ton. Joe Tukwafu doesn't become eligible. Amrona Laulupututau has a Liz Frank injury. So Matt Bushman was the man. This is a big deal. We had a freshman All-American on campus at Brigham Young University in Provo during a 4-9 and nine season. That is a big deal. He was good in spite of everything that went wrong. Absolutely, this is a big deal. Bright future ahead for Matt Bush. Bush. Yes. Number four. Big deal, no deal. BYU volleyball freshman Gabby Garcia-Fernandez getting 23 kills in his debut. Big deal, although it came in a loss in five sets. BYU's a little young on the pins uh, with Storm Fagata Tafunga. Brendan Sander is experienced out there. Puerto Rican, freshman, 6'7", high flyer, heavy ball, good serve. Uh, fantastic performance Friday night. BYU's a little young there. He hit about 235. I agree with you, Jerem. It was a big deal in spite of the loss. Mm-hmm. How about that? Big deal in spite of the loss. He's the real deal, man. He can, that, dude, that dude can play. Yeah, he's good. It's nice to throw him in already as a freshman. That dude can absolutely he, what, play. We saw what he can do, which is nice. Number five. Last one, big deal, no deal. The UCF Walt Disney World Championship Parade 
or the actual national championship game tonight. Mm. So this is kind of a big deal or bigger deal situation here, Jerem. Are you going with the national championship game is the bigger deal? Are are you sure? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Utah, Boise State, (laughs) and many others called UCF and said, you ain't the first, bruh. But they beat the team that beat both teams in the national championship tonight. National champs. You have to admit, that is interesting. They beat Auburn, and Auburn beat both Alabama and Georgia. It's interesting. So is, is it more, parade-worthy? There is some no. more credence to that. Although, I think it's fun that they're doing all this. I think it's fun. They are totally playing it the right yeah. way. Are they the national champs? No. But it's Shine the spotlight owning, on yourself. Yes, they're owning the Bring moment. attention to it. The, you know who loves this? Mike uh, Teresco, the uh, commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. He loves every bit of this. Because he's like, yeah, we're Power Six, man. That's, oh, why, they the the, that's six why they wear the P6 stickers. Yeah, BYU encountered the P6 play of East Carolina this last year. Uh, yeah, the bigger deal is the national championship game, but I love what UCF is doing. I absolutely love it. And it's probably over. Scott Frost is gone. How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball? Hashtag BYUS, and I love this argument, Jerem. BYU never had these types of losses in the Mountain West Conference days. Uh, yes, they did. In fact, I did some research. I, the first season I went to, I was like, let's just go back the first tournament year in Dave Rose's head coaching career at BYU. Okay, 2006. BYU lost at Lamar, a team that was 15 and 17. They lost to 17 and 13 Colorado State and 17 and 14 Boise State. I was at that game. I and got game. into the NCAA tournament because they won big games late in February. People, it's about how you finish. So what BYU does from here on out will weigh much more heavily than what they did the first two weeks of the West Coast Conference season. Well, now it will because you lost two and you lost two. I wish we didn't have to have this conversation. Finish strong. So you responded to superlative fan on Twitter. Of course I did. (laughs) Never. Of course I did. (laughs) Coming up, Jimmer Fredette goes 30-plus in China again. Taysom Hill is a tackling machine, Jim. Tackling fuel. And he's going to the second round of the NFL playoffs. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to Mark Durant for joining us on the program following his trip to Stockton and that one point lost by BYU at Pacific. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Speaking of trip, Jalil Trip of Pacific is the men's basketball player of the week in the WCC. Coming up this week, new football assistant coach Ryan Pugh, Blaine Fowler, and a great story about the BYU swim and dive team in Puerto Rico with coach John Brooks. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars lost at Pacific Saturday, 67-66. Elijah Bryant led all scores with 29. Yoli Childs at 13. Cougars 2-2 two two in conference play. Host Pepperdine Thursday night. Women's basketball. Beat Pacific 77-65 on Saturday, led by West Coast Conference Player of the Week, guard Malia Nawahine. She averaged 24 points over her two games last week and eight rebounds. How about that as a guard? Jimmer! 35 points in a loss to the Beijing Beihong. The Shanghai Sharks are now under 500 with 12 and 13, but who cares? Jimmer's getting buckets. Cougars overseas. Jen Hampson had 15 points and 15 rebounds. Is that good? 
in a Sydney Uniflames loss that eliminated them from the WNBL playoffs. Boo! Kalani Purcell will be the only Cougar to compete in the WNBL Grand Final Series. They call it the Grand Final Series? I guess so. Wow. Down under. January 13th. Good luck, Kalani. Eric Mika had 11 points and six rebounds in a loss in Italy, and Ashley Half scored a goal for the Melbourne City FC women in a 3 0 win over the Perth Glory women. Football. <laughs> Women's in the name of the you team. You have to read like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Perth Glory women. <laughs> The Football Writers Association of America has named tight end Matt Bushman a first-team freshman All-American. Bushman finished the season with 49 catches, 520 yards, and three touchdowns. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill, two tackles for the Saints and a playoff victory yesterday over the Panthers. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles for the Chiefs and a loss to the Titans where they blew it up 18 and a half in Kansas City. Volleyball. Split the weekend with the loss to 13th-ranked Loyola Chicago in five sets on Friday night. Bounce back with a win against sixth-ranked Lewis in four sets. Freshman Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, 35 kills, two aces, and eight sets of play. Gymnastics. We already fell to fifth-ranked Utah this weekend in gymnastics. The Utes outscored the Cougars 197 flat to 194-275. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who has earned the right today? Malia Nawahine. Two career highs last week for BYU. The Utah transfer gets it done. Well done. How do you measure improvement for BYU basketball? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Taylor Forerunner, if BYU goes the rest of the year without a non-Saint Zaga loss, BYU has improved. If not, same old, same old. And that's the hope is that this was the you know rare instance that it happened, not the Oh, shoot. In the third one of these, it happened. Right? Elite tweet of the day from Matt Warren Parker. Close only counts in hand grades and horseshoes. <laughs> like in croquet, you must hit the post, or in this case, the basket. Love the effort, not the result. No, it's got to go through. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand. BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Devin Durant. BYU Sports Station back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Honda Rise this. Yes.